welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world-famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Adam, how the devil are you? I am the devil well, thank you. How the devil are you? Good. Are you feeling frisky? Always. Good. We're both wearing red. I know. We've talked about devils already and we're both wearing red. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? I'm excellent. Been up to much? I have... I I think what I did it at the weekend. I'm just trying to think back now. It feels like a long time ago. It weekend. does feel like a long time ago. I know it rained a lot. I, I, know, I, I, <laughs> but you've forgotten that we went out for dinner together. I did. I went out for dinner <laughs> two nights in a row. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I went out for dinner three nights last week. It's crazy. <laughs> Not in a row, but <laughs> so in, in total. Because we're such social butterflies. It was still you? birthday celebrations yeah. for my wife incumbent. So Three-week long birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I think it ended up nine days. Wow. When the plug got pulled. Uh, so <laughs> you're not having any more birthday you're done <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm cutting you off so yeah we did we did go out for dinner didn't we we did it was nice and we we went for an Indian we did for a curry it was very good and although my bread was far too hot it was sprinkled with far too many chillies yeah it was a bit and mine was a bit fiery so I fed it to my children uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it was that was fun and then yes I also went out for a family kind of meal on the on the, the night after so nice I, I need to pull in those purse strings cut them calories back yeah what are you saying nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be really horrible then but i'm not going to be i'm a nice guy i i'm having earphone problems right of, why they're not working uh, at all they, they just keep cutting out every so often i think i'm in need of some new headphones i can hear you fine i can hear you fine as well now <laughs> just to reassure you I might step up a fitness regime. Okay. For my holiday later in the year. Nice. I might try and get a bit more beach. What are you thinking? Ready. Stop eating shit. Stop eating shit's <laughs> a good start. And probably be a bit more active. Yeah. And I'm not looking for like... <laughs> Don't look at me for advice. Jesus. I'm not looking for... That's the last person you want to be looking at. <laughs> I'm not looking for like get shredded. No. It's just... A bit less bulbous. Yes, yeah, same. I'm, um, I I stood on my treadmill yesterday. Did you? What? Didn't like... Turn it on. Oh. But I stood on there. I was like, okay, I'm um, getting somewhere with this. Yeah. It's a journey. I found a VR a VR app. Yeah. Where you can walk through the wilderness whilst you're on your treadmill. Okay. And it, this bit matches speeds, so it feels like you do it. So I'm going to do that. I think. I like it. And try. And you can listen to Spotify at the same time. Oh, so brilliant! You can listen to this podcast. Or any other podcast or music no, whilst walking through a snowy tundra. What do you mean other podcasts? There are no other podcasts. No. Not as good as this one, isn't no, it? There's no other podcast. This is This it. is it. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. That's the way I see it. I agree. I'm with you. Um, I've got a question of the week for you. Perfect. What is it? It is this, Nick. It is this question. How would you change how you live your life if life was like a video game where you respawn back at home every, after dying. Um. <laughs> Jump off more stuff? Jump off more stuff, do you reckon? So it's like, when, if, if you die, you're going to end up back at home. Yeah. So you, it takes off all journeys would be easy. When I wanted just, to go home. Just walk into traffic <laughs> or jump off the roof. Or, yeah, but, but you got to think of the person who's hitting you that might yeah. affect they might be like or do you just like glitch out and they're like oh, oh, in a video that was, game that's that guy just, that world famous just... guy who just respawns it yeah i wonder if people would start wanting to kill you just to see it happen. yeah i think you might be you might end up being hunted as like sport because <laughs> in the video game your, your body disappears and then you respawn back at home yeah. so i guess that's what's happening here yeah so you die your body disappears and you're back at home because i think on the wiser i don't think it would take that long for you to get infamy no and then... I feel like as soon as a couple of people have noticed, I just run over that guy and he's not there anymore. That's weird. Yeah. Would you... Would you... Well, would... How liberally would you use this could you power? Use, could you use it every day at work? Like, <laughs> I'm done with work now. I'm just going to go and slip it's quite my throat. quite a way to sign out <laughs> at the end of the day. Just, just slip my throat at the end of every shift and then I'm back at home. But t- no time passes, so no, you've no. gained the hour it would take exactly. you to commute. Or... You make travelling abroad much easier. You did. You'd have to fly there. Yeah. But getting home would be easy. Yeah. But oh, mm, no, none of your stuff would be with you. No, that's this is true. 
So that's also because you lose your items. That's a well-known thing in video so, games, isn't it? So it wouldn't work. So you drive to work in the morning, respawn home. How are you getting there the next day? Your car's still at your work. Your car's still at work. Yeah, it's not as convenient as it first appeared, Nick. No, this is true. <laughs> you could have fun with it though. If you're just using yeah. it for fun, I guess. Yeah. Because you could just, like I say, just jump off high stuff. Yeah. Or like fight a bear. It doesn't matter. Like just, just you, you could you just become try it. a daredevil. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You, you basically have no fear. Want me to you? break the world record of driving motorbikes over buses? Yeah, I'll have a go. Yeah, it eliminates fear, doesn't it? It's not a convenience thing. Yeah, but it eliminates all fear. You could break all these world records. Presumably, you're still like age normally, and I guess so. It's yeah. just yeah. So you could like do a parachute jump, but you don't even have to take the parachute with you. Yeah. Or a bungee jump. I'm yeah. not sure. I think you, you're going to have to focus on the, like, just have fun element. Because as we've started to discover, <laughs> I'm not sure how useful this is. The convenience side of it be. is not useful, is it? Yeah. Unless you... Because you Uber everywhere. Like, but then that uh, cost, that cost, wouldn't it? I don't, I don't know. If you're, you're, yeah, but can you put price on your time that you're saving? Yeah. I don't know. Are you just going to waste those five hours you get back from <laughs> your commute every week? I don't know. Hmm. It's an, it's I'm not convinced I'd use it much. I don't think I'd use it for convenience as much as I originally thought I would. But for fun, it'd be handy. Yeah. Interesting question. Ponder it. Okay. <laughs> I will continue to do continue so. Continue to do so. Uh, and let us know if. Uh, yeah, what you feel do free with to that join our Discord and, and answer that question. I, I'm not sure it's got a TV miniseries in it, to be honest. No, probably not. The person who gains that superpower. No, no, definitely not. But who knows? Get creative. Absolutely. What film did we watch last week, Nick? Uh, last week we watched um, we watched a movie called Sundogs. We did indeed. Which had quite the cast, didn't it? It did. And. It was all right. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll we'll find it particularly memorable. Yeah, when, I think it when was, all is said and done. I think it was pretty forgettable, if I'm honest. A, but it was good fun. It's mid table and then it fifth in the stream table. It ended up a comedy drama day. movie. Yeah, it starred Ed O'Neill. Yeah, uh, Melissa Benoit. Benoit. Yeah. Ben, ben, However, we, we said it. Uh, Alison Janney. I yeah. enjoyed it. But, yeah, I enjoyed but it. But I don't... It didn't long, linger long in the memory. It did not. It's not a longer lingerer. No. Uh, it's currently sitting, what, fifth out of eight? In fifth the, out of eight in the stream table. How are we on week nine already? No. It's crazy our time's passing. And indeed, this week, this very feed on Thursday, we have the second wildcard choice of the season. We do indeed. Wildcard week. Ross Cook played his wildcard this yeah. week. And we're going to watch a German movie. Yes. The second German movie of this season, <laughs> yeah. no less. We are, we are loving the Germans at the moment. 60 minutes. 60 minutes. An action thriller. Which is what you've been wanting for a long time. I do. I must say thank you to Ross for <laughs> pandering to my... <laughs> obviously... Uh, hoping, Robin can't help you, Ross will. Hoping for a high placement in the stream table by pandering to my wish for an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that's that's definitely what we've got. Yeah, 100%. That is definitely what uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it on Thursday. Me too. Yeah. It's good times. So come back on Thursday to listen to us talk about that. But what we should do now is get on with the wave, I guess. Let's do it. And we will start this week with Netflix news. And do it. we will start with the news that the new head of Netflix film has been... Announced. Oh, because Stuber's leaving, isn't he? Scott Stuber yeah, uh, is we leaving that a few next ago. month. Yep. And he will be succeeded by Dan Lin. Okay. Who is a producer uh, in Hollywood. He was previously been behind the Lego movies. Right. And has been working for Netflix the last couple of years as he is a producer on the recently released Avatar The Last Airbender. That came out last week, I believe. It did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, 
he starts, yeah, he's going to hand over or take a hand over from Scott Stuber. Scott Stuber's head of film, if I remember yeah. right. Is that right? That's correct. Imagine being head of film at Netflix. That's crazy. What a crazy job that must be. Exactly. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter says that previously, Dan Lin had been in talks uh, with DC to oversee their film and TV. Oh, okay. Division, which obviously is a role that ultimately went to James Gunn. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, Dan Lin will be will be joining on April the first. Excellent. Uh, he also produced Death Note and the Two Popes, so he has worked, with, worked Netflix with Netflix a fair for a while. bit previously. Good luck to Dan on his new role. I'm sure a name we will hear much of. No, I'm sure we will. The, the coming years. I wonder how much it pays. What, head of head film, of film for Netflix. I think it's probably a pretty tidy salary. It's got to be six figures, isn't it? Maybe more. I, I would have thought so. Seven? Next. Hard to say. Like, we're ever going to get that sort of transparency yeah. from Netflix. Netflix. We barely even know how many people watch <laughs> anything. I don't know who gets paid what. Uh, Variety is reporting some casting updates for an upcoming Netflix historical drama series. Okay. That series is Death by Lightning. Great name. Uh, which is going to tell the story of the assassination of President Garfield. Uh, and the cast will consist of Michael Shannon. Okay. Playing Garfield himself. The cat. <laughs> uh, Matthew McFadden. Right. Who will play the assassin, Charles Guto. And also joining the cast this week, Betty Gilpin, Netflix favourite. Oh, yeah. She will play... Crete Garfield, the first lady. Crete? Yeah. Cool name. And also joining the cast, Nick Offerman. Oh, nice. Who will play Chester A. Arthur, the vice president and eventual successor. Nice. Okay. That'd be quite interesting, I'll bet. Yeah, I, w- I would have. Good, good, good cast. I would have thought so. Um, it will be uh, executive produced. By David Benoff and D.B. Vice. Oh, okay. As well. Wow. Now you're selling it. Uh, not not show running it, but... Just producing it. Executive producing. So they're another uh, item on their Netflix playbook. I, I feel like we've been talking about those two joining Netflix since we've been doing this podcast. And, and all, yeah, now we're going to get a bow we're finally getting of something things from, with their names yeah, on. We haven't had anything yet. So It's, it's literally since... Game of Thrones fell apart. They've been talking about Netflix, haven't they? No dates on that one yet in terms of uh, when we should expect it. Cool. Okay. We'll keep our eye on it then. Netflix has also announced this week that coming soon, indeed next month, is their adaptation of a hit manga series. Okay. Parasite the Grey. Oh. Sounds fun. Uh, but they've pe- spelt Parasite wrong oh. for some reason. Okay. I'm sh- maybe this is intricate to the <laughs> uh, to the story, but it, uh, it has a Y where I would expect an I. <laughs> no, you don't want a Y where you expect your I. Uh, a sci-fi horror series, which uh, is going to be directed by Yon Sang-ho, who you may be aware of some of his previous work. Uh, as he was the director be t- behind Train to Busan. Great film. Which is very highly regarded. Yeah, it's like the best zombie movie ever. So, yeah. Uh, April the 5th, this will premiere. Oh, that's really soon. It is soon. It's like next month. Uh, it's based on a manga by Hitoshi Iwaki. Uh, and he himself revealed the release date on his social media. Okay. Uh, Netflix have said, we have swapped in swapping Japan... For Korea, uh, but the series follows a young woman as she grapples with her newfound coexistence with a parasite. It also explores the efforts of Team Grey, a group dedicated to fighting the mysterious parasites that live off humans. Mm, sounds fun. Uh, Awaki, who, uh, as I said, is the author of the original manga, says, I am most excited that this is a new story. While I am the author of the original manga, I could also be a member of the audience. And this experience thrills and awes me. 
So it's a new story. It's not actually yeah. going to so follow any of these mangas. Set in the universe, I presume. Okay. Uh, he says, I see this as like my grandchild. <laughs> so, But they're yeah. flicking countries. They've gone Japan to Korea. Correct. Because everything on Netflix has to be from Korea now. <laughs> For sure. Well, they've got a lot of production facilities there. They, they have, yeah. So. Okay, yeah. Start of April. Uh, there's there's no trailer yet. There are a couple of posters out, so I'm sure it won't be long now before we see some actual trailer. No, I'm sure it will not. For that. Okay, so moving away from Netflix. Okay. I think confirmation of something we've presumed was just around the corner. Yeah, I think we predicted this, didn't we? We have rounded that corner because this week... Marvel Studios have announced that the next Avengers movie, Avengers 5, I think we're up to, will no longer be called the Kang Dynasty. Right. It is now unnamed. (laughs) It's just called the Avengers 5. (laughs) This, as a reminder, so this is the movie that was going to be directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who was the director of Shang-Chi. Yeah. He has been replaced by Michael Waldron. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen here. Uh, I suspect we will know much more after we've seen uh, or after the release of Deadpool later this year. Yeah, I think that's the big one for Marvel, isn't it, at the minute? In the plan, Avengers 6 is still called Secret Wars. Right. According to Empire Magazine. Stop. They'll just stop naming films after characters now. Yeah, potentially. (laughs) Just in case. Yeah. Cool, okay. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. I mean, that news is going to be quite big when it hits, I imagine. Yeah. In certain areas, anyway. I mean, it's kind of like Marvel are going to say, aren't they? Oh, we've. Will they actually come out and say, we've done this because. No, they'll pretend it never happened in the first place. No, exactly. And I think if if pushed, you're going to get the, well, the Ant Man movie didn't do quite as well as we expected. And he was all over. Kang was all over that. Yeah. That's why we've done it. Yeah. Because they could recast it. Of course they could. But they've obviously decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. And they've, they've, they've recast characters in the MCU mm. before. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Well, not for long was Destin Daniel Cretton out of work. What a great name that is as well. <laughs> it really is. Because he has signed up to direct a new movie. Okay. Also, interestingly enough, given what we spoke about a few minutes ago... Based on a hugely popular manga. Right. He will be adapting Naruto. Oh, right. I've heard of Naruto. So that uh, must be Which, like, well, the reason you might have heard of it is because apparently Lionsgate has had this in development since 2015. Oh, wow. That's ages ago. It's, it's like 10 years. Nearly, yeah. <laughs> uh, created... The manga was created originally by Masashi Kishimoto and is a coming-of-age story focusing on an enthusiastic young ninja who has ambitions to be the leader of his village, but he must also deal with possessing the spirit of a nine-tailed demon fox. Of course he must. We all have to deal with that (laughs) at some point in our life. Uh, Originally serialised in print between 1999 and 2014, uh, it has become one of the biggest mangas in history actually the third best selling wow really behind yeah one piece yes and dragon ball okay Uh, i knew one piece was up there yeah wow well one piece was really successful so i'm not surprised at it uh, Kishimoto himself has That's released happening. a statement. He said, When I heard of Destin's attachment, it happened to be right after watching a blockbuster action film of his. I wonder what that was. <laughs> and I thought he would be the perfect director for Naruto. Uh, after enjoying his other films and understanding that his forte is creating solid dramas about people, I am convinced there is no other director for Naturo. In, in actually meeting Destin, I also found him to be an open minded director who is willing to embrace. My input. Oh. I'll keep your stakeholders happy. Yeah, you've got to do that these days, haven't you? Lots of stuff moving around at the minute, isn't there? There really is. Yeah, lots of calendars shifting and yeah. pieces falling. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited by a Naruto adaptation. Someone else who's got his next job lined up okay. is a young up-and-coming actor <laughs> who's by that? the name... Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, very young. 
<laughs> who some may say this is a bit of a change in direction for him because he has signed up to star in the next movie from Alejandro G. Inaruto. Okay. Who you may know from being the director of Birdman. Great film. I love uh, Birdman. And then he followed that up with a uh, a Netflix movie a couple of years ago, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, which he was a, a Spanish movie. Okay. I believe he went back. Can't say I've ever heard that. of that. I, I vaguely remember us mentioning it because okay. I think that year it may have had a couple of nominations around awards time. Right, okay. But, Doesn't ring any bells. Uh, he is he's, he's going back to the, well, back to the big time. Is that being disingenuous? <laughs> but Tom Cruise is, is signed up to work with him on his next movie. But this next, the the movie itself is as yet untitled. Uh, and Deadline has said little is known about the project as the director is keeping it top secret for now. Mm-hmm. Although we have learned it was written in 2023 uh, with the same collaborative team that uh, Inaruto worked on with uh, on Birdman. Right, okay. you got to imagine that's going to be something less action-y than Tom Cruise has been doing recently. It's going to yeah. be a bit more wordy, a bit more actory, maybe. Yeah, he must have just got bored of throwing himself off cliffs. Yeah, I would imagine so. He just needs a break. I'm in skyscrapers. Do some acting for a change. Next, talking about shifting calendars and release dates and and movies falling elsewhere. Uh, Paramount has released a a big update on their forthcoming slate of movies. Okay. Into 2025 and beyond, uh, and. I've got a bit of a summary here. So the new reboot of the Naked Gun franchise. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what's happening. Has a release date. That will arrive in theatres on July the twenty eighth, twenty twenty five. Okay. Let's make sure. I uh, Seth MacFarlane is a producer on it. Right. And the lead for this movie, which I actually think is good casting, okay. is Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Because that's the closest name I could find <laughs> to Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I must admit, when I first read this headline, I thought it said with Leslie Nielsen return. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that'd be well done if they could do that. I kind of feel that... I, I think feel that works. Like that's going to be in his wheelhouse and he's yeah. going to surprise a lot of people. I think Liam Neeson's funnier than people realise he is. <laughs> I'm up for that. Uh, also announced was Paw Patrol 3. Oh, wow. Uh, with a release date of July the 31st, 2026. I wonder if we'll get another Saw movie the same weekend <laughs> like we did last time. As uh, another animated movie, uh, TMN- TMNT2. I assume uh, that's a Turtles thing. Yes, yep. is set for October the 9th, 2026. Uh, the the first one, Mutant Mayhem, which came out last August, yep. collected nearly $200 million. Yeah, it did really, much better than anybody was expecting. Seth Rogen was involved yeah, in was. Yeah. Uh, other titles landing on the calendar uh, include Novocaine, which stars Jack Quaid and uh, my favourite actress just on her name. Uh, she was great in Prey, Amber Midthunder. Midthunder is a great surname. <laughs> that releases on March the 14th, 2025. So Novocaine is an action movie uh, featuring Jack Quaid starring as a bank executive whose inability to feel pain becomes an asset after his bank is robbed. Inability to feel pain. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good ability to have. Uh, Vicious is a movie coming from Paramount on, in August 2025, which stars Dakota Fanning, directed by Brian Bettino, uh, about a woman fending for her life during a f- harrowing night after receiving a mysterious gift. Oh, I wonder what the gift was. I think you would be most excited, though, about a musical coming from Paramount. Okay. Called Better Man. Yeah. I read this and I was like, oh, we're getting a Pearl Jam <laughs> movie. That'd be cool. It's one of their great songs. But no, uh, Better Man is from uh, director Michael Gracie, who directed The Greatest Showman. All right. Uh, and it is released 
this year on Christmas Day, no less. <laughs> right. Limited release on Christmas Day 2024 and a wider release January the 17th, 2025. It is a biographical musical movie about Robbie Williams, starring Robbie Williams as himself. He can play himself in his own biography. Yeah. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised surprise in me. the slightest, but I, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> that audience isn't there for that, surely. No. Is Robbie it? Williams hasn't been a thing for many years. There was that documentary about him. Was that last year? Netflix did a yeah. documentary on him. And that did yeah. quite well. Not, not well not enough. Not well enough for a whole biopic. For a hack. I, I, the ball's on you to, like, yeah, I'll play myself. Yeah, why not? I'll just do it. Robbie Williams was most famous between the age of, like, 20 and 30. Yeah. And now he's got to be in his 50s. Yes, absolutely. How's he going to do that? <laughs> Lots of de-aging technology going on in that one. I'm going to find out how old Robbie Williams is. Do you want to have a guess? I'm going to say... fifth. Fifty-two. Fifty. Okay. Oh, I love that. What an e- to have that sort of ego. I'd love to be a fly so on the wall funny. of the meeting. You just think, oh, oh yeah, thanks for signing the rights over. Rob. We're just thinking, would you like an input on on who's going to play you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've thought about it. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Before I sign this on this deadline, <laughs> I want to tell you, you you can only have the rights to this story and all my music. If I play me. <laughs> I'd love it if he's playing him in, in the, like, the Take That years, but all the other guys from Take That have been cast as younger people <laughs> and he's just like this old guy in Take That. That would be well funny. Oh, the, the absolute balls on him. <laughs> it's coming out this year as well, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure there's that many good Robbie Williams songs to fill a musical either, but there we go. No. Uh, News, I think first, since we've been doing this podcast, okay. news about a uh, a film, a movie rating, as in an age limit rating, being lifted. I read this earlier in the week. I was quite surprised. Yeah. And that is that the 1964 classic Disney movie, Mary Poppins, yeah. uh, in, here in the UK, has been re-rated from a, a U, Universal. Yeah. Appropriate for all to a PG. Yeah. After 60 years. It's insane. It has been raised because of two instances in the movie of discriminatory language. Yeah. This is madness. (laughs) This is pure madness. So there are two instances in the movie where a colonial term is used to describe uh, a... A, a group of indigenous people yes uh, in the movie and i i won't repeat it but i i i it's not something that no it's, you wouldn't hear this term and go oh god that's a bit i don't want my kids to hear that term. yeah well Never. that's a bit it it's it's yeah it's it feels like quite tame and sort of playful yeah. just but it's obviously it's got it's got that significant so what, yeah it's... What, what i don't understand though is like this was a you which means i think officially you means anybody over four it's safe for. yeah i think pg is anybody under 12 check with your parent but no one the, the irony is i think i know what you say no one that young's gonna clock this no nobody that I, young. i've seen this movie tens of times and Same, i've never I've noticed never this nobody that young is even gonna know what that word is offensive what it means or anything else it makes no sense to me and i'd like to know how many complaints the bbfc have received about that word in the history of life of mary poppins yeah but i guess if even one person's offended it needs to be changed but it just it feels very strange to me also the same week this is kind of uh Snuck through, sort of on the back of the popping story. Okay. Uh, Ratatouille was also upgraded from oh, a right. U to a PG uh, due to instances of comic violence and mild bad language. Comic violence <laughs> in a movie about a rat in a kitchen. But we also had a downgrade. So Fight Club was downgraded from an 18 rating to a 15 rating 
despite the BBFC says its portrayal of sequences of graphic and brutal violence. That's, so we're going to see more and more of this re- reclassification. I honestly, I didn't know Fight Club was an eighteen anyway. But just leave it. <laughs> Why? Who cares? Just jobs, jobs with some jobs with us. There must be somebody new in charge, maybe. The, the the rating guidelines are here, like it says, you it's suitable for audience ages four and over, although it is impossible to predict why, what might upset any particular child. But you have just predicted it by upgrading <laughs> that film. <laughs> You've predicted that it might upset a child, even though you say it's impossible to predict it. Yeah. That's just bizarre. A PG film should not unsettle a child aged around eight or older. Should not unsettle them. Unaccompanied children of any age may watch, but parents are advised to consider whether the content may upset. It's just baffling. <laughs> it's, it's going to upset a four-year-old, but not an eight-year-old. <laughs> a word that they would have never heard before. Next. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson's been in the news this week. Love Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, and I think, you know, all power to her. She's going to have a lot more fans after this week because she uh, did an interview um, on Rain with Josh Smith for mm-hmm. his podcast. Uh, talking, well, chiefly talking about Dune Part 2. Yeah. Which arrives imminently. Uh, and it's already out, isn't it? Or is it? I have no idea. Tomorrow, I believe. It Maybe out as we... As we have released this yes, episode. I think it'll be out as the episode comes out, definitely. Uh, and she talked about standing up uh, on an unnamed movie set to an unnamed co-star. Okay. Uh, and confronting them about their inappropriate behaviour. Uh, she said, I did a film with an absolute idiot of a co-star. It doesn't matter who it is, but I'm going to try and not give it away. I remember there was a moment and this human being was being so insecure and angry because he couldn't get his scenes out. And I felt so vulnerable and uncomfortable and I got screamed at. It doesn't say he. You've, you've assumed male. Oh, have I? <laughs> it says this person couldn't get his uh, scenes out. She explained that because this person was number one on the call sheet, there was no safety net for me. No one had my back and I would cry walking off the set. This person would literally look at me in front of the whole crew and say, you call yourself an actor? Is this what I have to work with? And I just stood there breaking. Uh, she said she felt scared after the ordeal and confronted the co-star. Uh, Ferguson added, I looked up at the person and I said, you get off my set. You can fuck off. I'm going to work towards a tennis ball. I never want to see you again. Oh, wow. Uh, the producers later informed her she couldn't do that to the number one person and they, they would have to remain on set. Uh, Ferguson said, I told them the person can turn around and I can act to the back of the head. And that's what I did. Oh, wow. Um, she said she confronted the de- director who told her, uh, you're right, I'm not doing a good job. I'm not taking care of everyone else. I'm trying to fluff this person up because it's so unstable. Um yeah. Oh, I wonder who it was. I'm really keen. Yeah. Who knows? She did confirm that it wasn't Tom Cruise or Hugh Jackman. Oh, fine. <laughs> that was two people out of millions. Um, stories like that. The Rocks also tweeted saying he's standing up for her. So it wasn't him either. Well, that's what no. you would... <laughs> he's kind of distanced himself. <laughs> I think... We should hear more of this sort of thing. Yeah, you know, agreed. all power to people who feel that they have the strength to do that. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no need for, yeah, just that abusive behaviour. It's, God damn it. No divas. No divas. I wonder who it was. Who else did she work with? Let's see if we A can figure it out. A lot of people. You and McGregor. I bet it was you and McGregor. <laughs> Might not have been you and McGregor just for... <laughs> legal reasons uh the final piece of news this week is sad news and that is that uh oh no i hadn't seen this no it was last night unfortunately oh. well, tuesday no tuesday evening okay uh richard lewis uh passed away uh from a heart attack oh that's a real uh, shame and I, I yeah i i was really 
sad to see this. Obviously, Rich Lewis, a very famous stand-up comedian through the sort of uh, the 80s and refound fame following yeah. years of alcohol and substance abuse by being a pretty regular star in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he was like one of the main guys, wasn't he? For the, the, the last 12 seasons. Uh, and he is in the currently airing final season of the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, according to his publicist, he died peacefully at home after suffering uh, a heart attack. Uh, Larry David had some words to say. He said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital. And for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. It's like me and you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, David continued, he had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today he has made me sob. And for that, I will never (laughs) forgive him. That's like the most Larry David statement ever. I love that. Uh, Plenty of, of... uh, tributes uh, Jamie Lee Curtis amongst others uh, for Richard Lewis rest in peace Richard Lewis I had not seen that that's really upset me yeah 76 no age is it no age that's all the news excellent thank you for doing the news have you watched anything good at the top of the stream I've only really watched one thing okay because I've watched all of it okay so my wife and I have watched one day I've heard good things about this which is how is it uh, the new Netflix romantic comedy dramery series. I mean, well, how shall I say this? So I have an interesting relationship with this property. Right. So I read the book. Yeah. Which came out, I want to say around while back, 2010, yeah, nine, something right, like that. It? Has it been adapted before? Yeah, it has. Oh, okay. So this is, so the book is fine. Yeah. I did have a problem with the book. So I think I think it, it's a really good story with really good characters. Yeah. And some of my criticisms of the book are replicated in the how I felt about the Netflix adaptation. Right. Do you know about the gimmick of this thing? No. So so basically, this follows the relationship of of two people. Yeah. Who meet at university. Yeah. And it, it spans twenty years of their life. Oh right. Okay. And. But we check in on them on the same day every year. Okay, so they're like friends forever, but we only meet them one day, the same day every year. Correct. Okay, go ahead. Correct. So you tell the previous year's story in that one day. Or they, you, you kind of That's learn part of the problem. Going. So right, okay. so you, you are checking in on the snapshot of their lives yeah. on that day as their lives move through, that they progress and, Got and things. But... My problem with the book is like you kind of just because you're only catching up with them on that day. A lot of stuff happens off camera, yeah, or off book, off book, <laughs> and that problem is 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 apparent in this adaptation. I'm like, look, this is really well shot, it's well directed, and and the the performances by the two leads are brilliant. So it's Leo Woodall plays the male lead. I yeah. think he's from White Lotus. Yes, he is. And the female lead is played by Ambika Mod, who is she was in This Is Gonna Hurt. Okay, yeah. Uh, last year on the BBC. They're both brilliant, absolutely fantastic performances. And um But there's a couple of things that happen in this because you only check on them on, on that day where I'm like, oh, this really significant things have happened in your relationship <laughs> and all it is is you talking about them, like catching us up. Right. And it's like I don't I don't think the gimmicks... The story is better than the gimmick. Yeah. And I kind of feel if you'd have ditched the gimmick for certain parts and just let let us see this thing happening that you're talking about, there would have been more drama there. Makes sense. Did it feel a bit forced then? That they're having At to times, talk, yeah, yeah. They're having to talk about this, yeah. what's going on. So, yeah. And... But there's... Yeah, there is. There's another adaptation, which I think was done about 2011-12, which is Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And it's it's not good. Oh, and really? It's a movie, okay. hour right. and a half. But it's not enough time. No, it's not enough time. This is 14 episodes. Yeah. They're between, I think the first one's like 35 minutes, the rest are all half an hour. Is it f- 14 years then? No, it's like 20, 20 years. 20, okay. So there's some episodes where you get through more than one year. Right. Uh, and not every episode, they're not both together. In the, you know, a couple of episodes are just on one of them. Right. Not okay. the, it's, the gimmick just isn't strong enough for me. And right. that's, that's a shame. That's not the, that's, 14 episodes is a lot as well. The gimmick of the checking them on, on that day is not strong enough 
It's not as strong as the story, the acting, the characters, and it pissed me off. <laughs> wow. Because I was like, I want to see this big... Th- I'm trying not to give spoilers yeah, away. Yeah. I'm kind of talking around it because I haven't watched it. When uh, some significant life events happen and we're just checking in on them and they go, oh, that was tough, wasn't it? Or that was great. What? I'm like, why, why are we sticking to this yeah, rule? Well, yeah, you're not telling me the story yet. You're telling me that somebody's telling me the story. Yeah. I get it. Um, okay. But really good performances. And I think there's some of the stuff that happens near the, near the last few episodes. Again, don't want to give anything away. But I felt it didn't, because of some of those reasons, it didn't have the emotional heft it could have had. Got you. That, no, I don't know shame. if that's me being hypercritical. No, I don't but think I so. Like, this gimmick 14 is not worth it. There's a lot to get through in a week that you've done well there. Yeah. It's it's easy. it's watchable. It's yeah. easy. easy. It's doing watch. well. I think it'll do. I think it will do really well. It's been number one on Netflix for a yeah. couple of weeks now, hasn't it? So, yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I think the the story and the characters are better than the gimmick they tried to force it around. Right. That's the issue for me. Um. I do think you like it though. Do you? Yeah. I th- I think <laughs> you'd find. I, I it's do, on my list. I just I, haven't enjoy got it yet. overall. Okay. How about you? I uh, I watched a film on Saturday night. I watched a film. It was a film. I was actually looking for stuff to add to our long list. Yeah. And I came across a, sw- a crush. I came across a Swedish disaster movie, but it was in the charts. So I was like, "Well, that can't go on the long list. It's in the Netflix top ten. Okay. So I watched it okay, instead. Fine. <laughs> and it's I really enjoyed it. It's a Swedish disaster movie called The Abyss. Okay, not the James Cameron. No, not the James Cameron like one. The late eighties. Uh, have you heard of anything about this thing? I don't think so. So it's a Swedish, it's set in a Swedish mining town. Okay. And the people who run the mine have realised that they've overmined this town. It always happens with mines. It is. And the town is now, unfortunately, probably at some point in the future, going to sink into this mine. Okay. Because there's too much mine underneath the town. And then the town starts to sink into the mine <laughs> much quicker than they were anticipating. And at a much quicker pace than they were ever dreamed that it would. Yeah. They find this mysterious cavern that they didn't even know was there, and that exacerbates problems. And So it's basically try and get all these people out of this town before the town disappears into this mine. And also, shit, we've got to get everybody who's stuck in this town out of this mine. And it's, it's, it's a disaster movie. There's good effects in it. There's a good story there as far as disaster movies go. I sure. quite enjoyed it. I thought it was, that sounds good. Thought it was entertaining. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's called The Abyss. It's all right. I What I love about this show that we've now been doing for some time yeah. is that you now think nothing of just... Didn't even cross my mind. I was like... Not that you ever did anyway. Yeah. But you're, you would think now nothing of... I don't care that this is a subtitled movie no. or black and white or, you know... The, this show is feel definitely like your horizons 100%. are wider. This show has definitely broadened my horizons when it comes to yeah. foreign movies especially. It didn't even. I didn't even check. Yeah. I just thought that's a good synopsis. I'm gonna put that on. Yeah. And then I got it started. I was like, oh, this is Swedish. Didn't doesn't bother me in the slightest now. And that is because of this show. Yeah. Because we've seen some wonderful films that are not in English or American yep. movies in the show, and it does. It, it didn't even cross my mind to check. I did watch the dub, but that was mainly because the dub was already on, and I didn't. I was like, what's the point in changing it? Yeah. Might as well watch it. And the dub was fine. It was fine. Amazing. And then I watched a documentary on Sunday night, which isn't a true crime documentary, but is a documentary. Okay. It's called Buried. Right. And it's the about the Alpine Meadows Ski Resort Avalanche in 1982. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't heard of it. It's one of the biggest avalanche disasters ever okay. to hit a ski resort. Because obviously they usually build ski resorts where you don't really get avalanches I, for yeah, obvious reasons. Makes sense. Uh, this one, however, they decided to build in one of the most dangerous avalanche places in the world. Oh, okay, just for a challenge. <laughs> so it's at the bottom of about four... It's in like a horseshoe of mountains, mm-hmm. and it's in the bottle in the middle. And they employed a load of 20-year-old kids to be ski patrol and ski okay. instructors. Ski police. Ski police to man this ski resort. And one of them became accidentally became an expert on avalanches. Right. Because... He had to because they kept happening. Yeah. So he invented this system, which ski resorts all around the world still use today, where they he, he can monitor 
the snow and know what's going to happen and he could predict it right this he was only like in his early 20s but he could he figured out a way to predict when avalanches were going to happen so he, he used to go up onto the mountain and blow them up he used to cause avalanches to happen okay and and then you can cross ski on a mountain as well which also will cause an avalanche okay. and then he got the army to come in and fire bazookas basically at the mountains as well and he used to he was in charge of controlling these avalanches to yeah. stop a proper avalanche happening and then one i think it was a march in 1982 they had 103 inches of snow in 11 days whoa which and they couldn't keep on top of it and they literally worked their asses off to stop it happening and they just couldn't keep on top of it and this enormous avalanche just happened and took out this whole ski resort wow but they they had managed to close the mountain so there wasn't any guests there but and there were six i think six people in the actual resort when it hit and one of them got pulled out like five days afterwards. Yeah. And the other five died. But it's a fascinating story of how oh, this guy... Sounds, that sounds really interesting. It's really interesting how this guy like came up with... And this, this ski resort's still there now. They yeah. rebuilt it. But they, 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 and they still use this avalanche monitoring system. Oh, that sounds incredible. And obviously all the people are now in their 60s, but they're all still alive. So they could... Well, not the ones that died on, obviously. <laughs> but And the woman who survived, she's, she's in it. And she tells her story. She got so lucky... Because she, I don't want to give too much away, but she was in the, because they never knew it was coming. This thing just hit. Yeah. And she was in the changing rooms at this resort, like the staff locker rooms. And the lockers fell on her, but hit the bench next right. to her, which caused like a triangle shaped yeah. hole that she just survived in for five days. Oh, she had no clue what happened because there was no snow inside this building. Sure. So she just, she thought some of the dynamite had gone off and blew the place up. Yeah. But she, yeah, she was there for five days before they pulled her out. It was a miracle. Wow. It was the first time dogs ever found a human survivor on an avalanche. Oh. It was it was a fascinating documentary. It's on for about just under two hours. Yeah. It's a, it's a film, not a series. I'm definitely going to check that out. Check it out. It's, it's in the Netflix charts at the minute, I think. It's buried, it's called. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. And I think that's it. That's all I've watched this week, really. Great. Um, yeah, it was good. What time are we on? Cool. Do you, have you got a fax machine? Do you know what? It is time for us to hop in <laughs> the fax machine. Pop fire in the paper. It, fire it up. Fire uh, up the because fax machine. I feel like we need a nautical name for this feature rather than <laughs> the fax machine. We can have fax machines on boats, I guess. I uh, yeah, sure. Like I say, I feel I feel that's I feel our streamboat would well is around the same technology as <laughs> the, the fax, fax machine. machine. Okay. Fair. We've not got a. Uh, hyper technological yacht have we no i haven't even got any headphones that work <laughs> so we are going to fire up the fax machine and the theme this week is movie stars that it may surprise you to find out are german okay because this week's movie as we mentioned is german is a german movie uh, so so I, there are movie stars out there that you're telling me that I wouldn't know that they're German. That's the aim of this week's fax machine. <laughs> okay, cool. To see if you are surprised. Uh, I have, I think, six or seven movie stars. You may know that, or not be surprised with some of their uh, German roots. Okay. But let's see if, see if we can get a reaction off, off a couple. Kirsten Dunst. Okay, so it's a German name. I didn't know she was German. Uh yeah, she has held German citizenship since 2011. Wow, okay. Uh, she inherited the status from her father, who is from Hamburg. Right. Uh, and she says it makes her filming in Europe much easier. I bet it does. If she's got a European passport. Yeah. Excellent. I did not know that. You've, you've taught me one already. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Lived... In Nuremberg for 12 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, her mother is a German opera singer. I did not know that. Yeah. I love fax machine. I'm learning <laughs> stuff. So I'm learning so much stuff. Uh, her parents met when her father, a member of the US Army, was stationed in Germany. Uh, yeah, she was born in Virginia, but lived in Nuremberg for 12 years. Wow. And is fluent in German. There you go. There you go. Good fact. Bruce Willis was born in the West German municipality of 
Oberstein. Really? Yeah. And lived there for the first two years of his life until his father was discharged from the military. So he was a military kid. He was a military kid born in Germany. Yeah. Uh, His mother is German. Really? Yes. There you go. I'm I'm learning so much. Uh, Dominic Monaghan. Really? Yeah. I keep saying, really? (laughs) I've lost. Uh, Yeah. He was born in West Berlin in the 70s. There you go. Uh, His family lived in Berlin and moved to Dusseldorf, Stuttgart, and Munster before settling in the UK when he was 11. Uh, He can also speak German. Who knew? There you go. That British kid from Lost. Not even British. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) His mother was born in Germany and his father is half German. His full name is Leonard Wilhelm DiCaprio. No, it's not. It certainly is. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) He is also fluent in German. I guess you'd have to be if you grew up there. (laughs) And... Uh, one more. Grace Kelly. The Grace Kelly? Yeah. Off of the Mika song. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew that. Okay. Um, yeah, her grandparents were German immigrants. A picture of Grace Kelly on the wall right behind your yeah. head. Who uh, moved oh, yeah. to the US. So there you go. I feel you have learned something. I definitely have. There you go. The I feel fax... like I knew Grace Kelly was, but I don't know the others. The fax machine has proven successful once more. It has. Good fax machine. Let us know if you like fax machine as a feature. I really like it because I'm learning. I'm being educated. It's great. So yeah, uh, more German people on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, lots more German people. There's a German movie that we're going to do. Yeah. 60 minutes. Indeed. It's on for an hour and a half. It is, yeah. <laughs> we will explain all. We will explain all on Thursday. On Thursday. So yeah, go out and watch that if you haven't already and come back here on Thursday to hear us talk about that. Is that it? I think so. I don't know how I end a wave. (laughs) Bye. Cheers. (laughs)